All right, well, let's turn the Word of God to Ezra chapter 8. Ezra chapter 8, and we'll continue on there. Amen. As we move through Ezra. I guess uh, going through Ezra the last few weeks sort of goes with a theme of our VBS, right? Right, building, building. That's what uh, they were doing when they got back to Jerusalem. They were building, so Ezra and Nehemiah uh, go with uh, that theme. They're building up God's house. Now, uh, just pray that we can get our up, an updated permit before they come by and check our construction, okay? Uh, an updated uh, permit. So if, if I'm not VBS, that means, you know, hey, they, they came and checked our permit and they hold me for ransom until we pay the fine. But uh, it doesn't... Uh, uh, Sister McLean, man, she ever she always does a good job with this stuff. I don't know if you ever go downstairs and see the, some of the stuff she draws on the chalkboards and uh, thing, things like that. It's uh, it's uh, it, it's amazing. All right, Ezra chapter eight, and then we're not going to read the whole chapter. We verse one, and uh, for your sakes, we'll skip all those names. Amen. You can read those at your own leisure, and then verses twenty-one through twenty-three for sake of time. I guess that's what I'm supposed to for sake of time. And then verses 31 through 32. So Ezra chapter 8 and verse 1 says this. These are now the chief of their fathers, and this is the genealogy of them that went up with me from Babylon in the reign of Artaxerxes the king. And of course, it, it lists the names, genealogy there. Then we come down to verse 21, which says this. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him a right way for us and for our little ones and for all our substance. For I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way, because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him, but his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. Now down to verse 31, it says this, Then we departed from the river of Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go unto Jerusalem. And the hand of our God was upon us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and of such as lay in wait by the way. And we came to Jerusalem and abode there three days. Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, again, we come before you through the blood and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, again, we just uh, uh, praise your holy name. Lord, we thank you for those good songs uh, that we sang today. Lord, we're glad that there's a, a power in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on this day. Anybody that needs to be saved, Lord, they can have their sins cleansed. Lord, though their sins be as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. And Lord, then they can be whiter than snow through the power of the blood. And Lord, we pray if there's somebody here today or somebody that's listening, uh, dear God, that you would work in that heart and even today. They would put their trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We think of Zach, uh, dear Lord, that uh, perhaps is on his way right now, that he'd uh, be able to make to the evening service. Lord, it sure be a, a great uh, thing, be a great blessing. I know 
to his uh, loved ones. Uh, dear God, uh, uh, see him uh, get saved or, uh, Lord, have his relationship restore whatever the need is there. And uh, we pray for him. Lord, we think of uh, Michael this morning, Brother Wood's brother. Lord, and uh, we all have loved ones, God, and we pray work in their hearts where they are, but Lord, even here today. Lord, we think of Sister Lisa where she is. Lord, please touch her again physically, spiritually, emotionally in every area. Continue to watch over her and heal her. Lord, we thank you uh, that Sister Pam is here today and she continues to heal. And uh, Brother Mark and others, uh, dear God, are doing better. Lord, we think of Sister Sherry this morning. Continue to touch her in the situation with her legs and uh, Sister Sarah and Sister Barnett and Sister Karen and uh, Lord, others with uh, physical need. Lord, be with us, Sister Lynn, as she travels tomorrow. Lord, please keep her safe. And Lord, may uh, she be able to make uh, the connections and uh, everything work out there for the rides. Just Lord over that. And then, Lord, we pray a special prayer for our VBS. Lord, please, Lord, we ask for your mercy and grace this week. Lord, we thank you uh, for the McLeans, all the work they've done. Lord, the teachers that have been preparing and going over the lessons and, Lord, doing such a great job on the rooms and making that extra effort. And then, Lord, all the flyers that were handed out, Lord, we're asking you to uh, honor the efforts that were made, uh, dear God, that it'd be a wonderful thing to bring some young people in this week and see, uh, Lord, some young people get saved and start off on the right path in their life. Uh, Lord, please, we, we trust you. And, Lord, we just want you to get honor and glory through it. Now, again, Lord, bless us. We look at this portion of Scripture. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so, uh, of course, uh, we see verse 1 there. And, uh, of course, uh, the last verse of chapter 7, we looked at that uh, thought last week about, it says, uh, the chief men, the chief men. And challenge, uh, we should want to be among the chief men, the chief people, right, of God's uh, uh, people. We should want to be a leader. And so there's a wonderful thought there. And, of course, we've talked about how Ezra is a leader. And, of course, there's a difference between just being a leader in what the world considers a great leader and then being a spiritual leader. If we're saved, we should want to be even on our job. We just don't want to be a leader to those people that God gives us the privilege of having influence in their lives, but having a spiritual influence in their lives as well. But here we see uh, Ezra preparing for his trip. And uh, notice uh, again what he says in verse 22. It says this, For I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way, because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. But his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. So notice that statement there, the hand of our God. He told the king, the hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. So what was he saying to the king? What was he, basically, if you want to sum it, this is what he said to the king. God is enough. God, our God, is enough. Our God is enough. Now the king, as far as we know, he was a good king. Notice uh, verse 21 of chapter 7, as a reminder, says this. And it says, And I, even Artaxerxes, the king, do make a decree to all the treasures which are beyond the river, and that whatsoever Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of God of heaven, shall require of you, it be done speedily. So we see that the king was a good king. The king was a, a good leader. But this shows us something, that even when we have good leaders in our country, 
right? And that's what we pray for every time there's a presidential election. We say, God, give us a, a good leader, a, a, a leader that will honor you. But even when we have a good leader, our trust should still be in the Lord. Our trust should still be in the Lord, just like with uh, what we saw this week. Hey, hey, we thank the Lord that uh, we have some good people on the Supreme Court. But yet again, our trust is in the Supreme One. And yet, uh, when we have a good leader of our country, we should be uh, thankful for that. Uh, if somebody wants to do the right thing or make some right decisions for our country, but yet we should never forget that our trust is in the Lord and we should not be afraid to proclaim, amen, to a lost and dying world that our God is enough, amen. He's enough to get the job done. Paul declared that same thing in 2 Timothy 1.12. I believe that's what he was saying. And uh, I love this verse, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know in whom I believe, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And so uh, what was Paul saying? He said, hey, I believe God is able, amen. Whatever I commit to him, I can trust him with, and he's able, amen, that God is enough enough uh, for the things that we need. And he, so he starts off, he says in verse, 400, verse 22, for I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen. Think about that. How often, here's a question, how often have we been ashamed of our lack of faith? Now that's not what he had here, but how often would we have to say, hey, we, won't, we, we weren't ashamed to uh, 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 say something uh, uh, to the king. We were ashamed not to say something because we were ashamed of our lack of faith. But Ezra said, I would be ashamed to ask the king, amen, for uh, some soldiers because I'd already told him, I boldly proclaimed, hey, listen, uh, thank you for the offer. Thanks, but no thanks, right? Our God is enough. I would be ashamed. He was saying, I would be ashamed not to trust God. I would be ashamed to think that God is not enough. I'd be ashamed to think that. But thank God, he did believe that God was enough. And think about this. What a great place of faith, as we see in Ezra's life here, what a great place of faith you are in when you put yourself in a position like Ezra did here, let me say this again, what a great place of faith you're in when you put yourself in a position when you are completely dependent upon God. And that's what Ezra was doing. He was putting himself consciously in a position and boldly, right? He was doing this openly. He, he, he boldly proclaimed, hey, our God is enough and I am not ashamed and I'm not afraid to put myself in a position where I'm completely dependent upon God and that, he, and that God must come through or else. Have you ever been in a position where you put yourself out there, amen, where you were completely dependent upon God and God had to come through or else, amen? The consequences would have been, could have been catastrophic like they could have been here with Ezra and those that were traveling with him. But you know, when you do that, that is a moment when you are truly showing, amen, publicly that you believe your God is enough for the task at hand, that he is enough for the task at hand. You know, they did not take this lightly. They didn't take this lightly before they went uh, before the king. Notice verse 21. He says, then I proclaimed a fast there 
at the river of Ahava, that we might afflict ourselves before our God. And that word afflict, don't think of the religious people that beat themselves and do things like that. That's not what they're talking about. This talks about they humbled themselves, right? They consciously humbled themselves. Right before God. First Peter 5, 6, and 7 says this. Humble yourselves there under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And that's exactly what they did. They humbled themselves before God. They were casting all their care upon him that he would watch over them as they took this journey. And what did they say? That they would seek of him a right way. What a great thing that is. And of course, this means in an ethical sense, Lord, help us to do the right thing. Lord, we want to do the right thing before you. We want to do the right thing before man. And that should be our desire, right? To do the right thing before God and to do the right thing before man. James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and abradeth not, and he shall give him. Right? If you lack wisdom, ask God. And that's exactly what Ezra was doing. Psalm 107 verse 7 says, And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation, trusting God uh, to lead the right way. Isaiah 26 7 says, The way of the just is uprightness. Thou most upright dost weigh the path of the just. So he was seeking God, just sort of like we talked about, like David said in that psalm the other night, Lord, I need divine uh, direction. I need divine direction. Well, he knew what God's direction was, but even when you know the direction, you know what? You still need divine direction, <laughs> right? Maybe you don't need direction where to go. Maybe you don't need direction about what the will of God is, but you need direction on God to, to trust God as you fulfill and head that direction. And notice the, uh, the things that he mentions here. He said, Lord, we want the right way for us, for our little ones, and for all our substance. Well, what a great thing, amen, that God is in the need-meeting business and God is enough. So notice, first of all, he says there, Lord, to seek of him a right way, and first thing he mentioned is for us. What a wonderful thing when we realize for us, right, that God is enough. The greatest day, of course, is when we realize God is enough for salvation. Hey, I'm glad when I finally clicked in uh, this old brain and heart of mine, hey, I need to be saved and that God is enough. Amen. God is enough to save me. I don't need uh, some set of works. I don't need uh, uh, some religion. I don't need to, to, to do uh, 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 something to try and please God and gain his favor. God himself is enough to provide my salvation. Uh, Jonah 2.9 says this, salvation is of the Lord. In John 12.32, Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Jesus said, I am God and I'm enough. Hey, just lift me up. That's our job, amen, just to lift up Jesus and let the, that is our message to the world. Hey, Jesus Christ is enough, amen. It doesn't matter uh, if you're proclaiming it in Greenville or you're proclaiming it out there in Siberia, wherever you go, amen. We want the world to know that our God is enough and when it comes to salvation, when it comes to having your sin forgiven, right? If Zach comes tonight, what do 
we want him to understand. Zach, God is enough. Jesus is enough. What are we praying? Michael's going to understand. I was praying for Michael this morning. Amen. What do we want our lost loved ones to understand? Hey, we want you to realize that God is enough. So, uh, uh, you need uh, look nowhere else. Jesus Christ is enough. But, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, uh, God started this thing and he'll, he'll finish it, right? Even believers, though, sometimes we catch ourselves chasing many things. We get sidetracked by life, right? And we get out of church and we get away from our walk with God because uh, uh, sometimes even believers, even though they might have figured it out for salvation, they didn't figure out for life yet. You know, not only do we need to figure out that God is enough for salvation, we need to figure out God is enough for life, right? And, 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 and that's, that's part of it. And so I hope, hey, if you're not saved today, I hope you realize that God is enough, that Jesus is enough for salvation. But if you are saved, I hope you've also figured out that God is enough for life. Even as believers, get centered on that fact. That doesn't mean you're inactive, it just means you are seeking him for the right way as you move forward in life. Well, I'm glad I can look back over my life that I've been saved and said, yes, it's true. God is enough and God has been enough. Amen. And God will be enough. God is enough. God was enough. And as I head to the future, amen, God will continue to be enough. And the sooner you get that settled for your salvation, the sooner you get settled on that, Amen. Even after you're saved, the better off you will be when you realize, hey, God, we need a, we're seeking a right way and we realize that you're enough for us. But I'm glad he put this in here. Our little ones, our little ones. We have VBS coming up this week. And as we have VBS this week, you know what? This is as we pray for God to bring in young people, as we got, pray for God to bring people in, God has given us an opportunity. God has given us a chance to reach some little ones, some little, maybe hopefully, tender hearts, amen? Hopefully some young, tender hearts that we can tell them, what, what do we, doesn't matter what our theme is, right? What is it we want to get settled in the hearts of those that would be here at VBS? We want the children to get a hold. Hey, hey listen, uh, we want you to understand at seven years old, at nine years old, at, uh, at your age, that God is enough. Amen. If the Lord should tarry, and you're, you're, you're seven years old today, and he may let you live to be 107. Amen. That God is enough for all those years. God is enough for you today, and God is enough for all those years. That's the message that we want to get out to the young people this week. You know, we know these verses, Matthew 19, 13, and 14, that said, Then were brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray. And boy, just that thought of Jesus putting his hands on little children and praying for them is a wonderful thing. But Jesus said, Suffer the little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Boys, as we try to bring those young people in this week, amen, we are doing the Lord's uh, business. You know, I'm sure you've heard the story about uh, uh, D.L. Moody. You know, the guy came back and D.L. Moody said, Hey, uh, um, 
uh, you know, did anybody get saved? He said, yeah, I got one and a half, one and a half. I said, what do you mean by that? Well, I got one adult and uh, one child. He said, oh, he got that backwards. The child is the one, the adult's the half, because he's already lived half his life. That child has his whole life to live for the Lord. Sometimes that's the way we look at it. You know, well, uh, uh, just some children. No, that's an exciting thing. The, 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 the youngest age that somebody can find out that God is enough for salvation and that God is enough uh, for all their life, boy, the better off they are. Again, uh, I've mentioned a couple of times that family that came with uh, Elizabeth last week. And, uh, you know, I asked, uh, I got talking to him and I asked the young lady, I said, what's your dream? What are you doing with your life? Boy, she just got up and said, hey, I want to live my life for Jesus Christ. And boy, I thought in my heart, what a wonderful thing that at her age and stage, she's already figured out that God is enough for her life. Amen. And whatever uh, may happen. So boy, don't take it lightly uh, being part of VBS and bringing the young children in. Amen. We are pleasing God right? It's the disciples that got it wrong. Amen. But Jesus said, no, bring them in, bring them in, bring those children in and teach them. Amen. That I am enough. I think about Joshua uh, chapter four, right? You know, the story of them crossing uh, the Jordan and then the 12 stones. It says, and those 12 stones, which they took out of Jordan, did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel saying, when your children shall ask, their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then ye shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we are gone over. And so uh, what a wonderful thing that is. Verse 24, that all the people, it says this, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, and that you might fear the Lord your God forever. So what are they saying here? Hey, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Well, this is what you tell them. These stones are here to be a witness for time and eternity, if you will, that God is enough. Amen. That God is enough and he can get you through. So when your children ask you about this, tell them it means that God is enough. And so that's a challenge to us in our generation. What are we going to answer the little ones when they start asking questions? Do we have the faith? In 2022, hey, listen, our children, our grandchildren, the, the ones that will coming in, do we have the faith to boldly, hey, listen, I, I'm glad that Ezra said it before kings, but do we have the faith in our heart this week to say before the little ones that God is enough? As Ezra was bold before the king, Amen. Can we be bold like him before little children in our generation and boldly proclaim that God is enough? Hey, it doesn't matter what's going on out here. Uh, 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 Brother Wood's talking about the last times in Sunday school. Hey, listen, uh, listen, we need to be aware of what's going on. But listen, uh, uh, listen, even though that's going on, God is still a, on the move. God is still in 2022. You know, whether there ever be uh, a uh, 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 worldwide uh, revival. Hey, listen, yeah, do, can I answer that? I do know this. I can have revival. I do know you can have revival. 
I do know Choice Hills Baptist Church can have revival. I know, amen, that these young people that come in, amen, that they can see revival. And so I pray, I thank God that we can read about Ezra having boldness before a king and saying God is enough. But my concern today is, right, that, that I have that boldness, that we have that boldness this week. And on a daily basis, those we come in contact to say, God is enough. Amen? God is enough. And boy, that's what, that's what gives you peace. Hey, uh, uh, listen, uh, we don't know what all's going in uh, Sister Pam's heart physically, right? We know it's getting better. But listen, why can she sit here today with peace in her heart? Because I believe she's one that knows that God is is enough. And we want to boldly proclaim that. We want our little ones to understand that God is enough. So what are we going to answer the little ones when they are start asking? How will we convince them that our God is enough? Oh yes, when they ask questions, we want to be able to say, yes, 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 a thousand times yes in 2022 and in your generation. And if God should tarry, amen, when I'm gone, amen, God will still be enough. I'm glad that I had grandparents that told me that God is enough. And I'm glad I can say to my grandchildren even today that God is enough. And so, Lord, we believe that you're enough for us. We believe that you're enough for our little ones. And so we seek, amen, you to guide us in the right way. And then it says, for all our substance, that is the supplies we need along the way or what we need to sustain us along the way. Of course, you can't read that and not think of uh, Matthew 6, verses 31 through 32, which says this, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, right? The lost. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. So what are we supposed to do? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So what is God saying in this verse? Amen? He's saying this. He says, seek ye first. He said, what he's saying is, if you'll realize that in every area of your life, I'm enough. If you'll just realize in every area that I'm enough, then you know what? You'll have enough. Amen. Whatever it is you need, just realize I'm enough. And you'll, if you'll believe that with all your heart, and if you'll live it out, amen, with all your strength, believing that I'm enough, and then living a life that manifests that, that I'm enough, then I can promise you whatever you have need, amen, whatever you have need of, you will have enough if you'll just believe and live like, amen, and step out knowing I am enough. And so God gave them an opportunity here. And what opportunity was he giving them here? He was giving them an opportunity to strengthen their testimony, right? Before the king, before his counselors, and before those around him. And so you know what we should be, and that's exactly what we should be praying for. Lord, amen, I'm trying to, I've been witnessing to this individual and I've been talking to that individual and Lord, you, you, you've put some people around me and Lord, I'm asking you to give me some opportunities in my life that before them, before those that don't know you, 
before those that don't believe in you, Lord, give me opportunities to strengthen my testimony before them. And that's what Ezra was doing. He's saying this, he said, he probably, you know, you can imagine him getting the folks that said, folks, you know what we have here? We've, we, we, you know, we've been in captivity to these people for 70 years and they sort of looked at us as the, you know, as, as the weak ones, as the, and, and, you know, as the servants and such. But God has opened a door here for our testimony, the, the testimony of our God, and then our personal testimony, amen, uh, to, to strengthen our testimony for them about that God is enough, amen, and that we believe that and we're going to show them that. We should pray for those opportunities. Hey, uh, you think, well, what do you mean? Listen, it doesn't have to be always some big spiritual thing. Hey, our parking lot, I think that was a testimony. Listen, those people that worked on our testimony, do you know what? The testimony of this church was strengthened before people that pour asphalt. I mean, they gave testimony. Uh, hey, this doesn't happen. I mean, the project manager, I know I keep repeating, but it, that's a testimony. Hey, this doesn't happen. Oh, it may not uh, happen in the, if you want to say the natural realm, but hey, we believe our God is enough. Substance. <laughs> Right? What does that mean? Whatever you need. Whatever you need. Well, what do we need? <laughs> Amen. We needed to save some money on our parking lot. That's what we needed to do. Amen? Is it God cares about, well, yeah. If he cares about, listen, he cares about the clothes on your back. He said the food you eat, the roof over your head, the clothes on your back. Amen. And where you park your car when you come to church. Right? That's his parking lot. Amen? And so he chose to do that. And you know what? Even something like that, God used to strengthen our testimony. I guarantee you, I've been bragging about that to all my preacher friends and uh, other people. Of course, uh, one preacher friend said, you know what? I, owe I only owe $147,000 left on my, uh, on my building. So maybe God wants you to send that $140,000 to me. And I said, no, nice try, though. Nice try. Amen. You get out there and trust God for that. Amen. But uh, listen, but looking for but what a wonderful thing to pray for. Lord, I, I've said all I've you know, I've given the arguments, if you will. I've said all I, I know to say, Lord, the only thing I can ask is that, is that you just let them see more of you in me. Let them see more of you through me. Let them see more of what you can do through my life. Lord, I, I do believe you're enough. And now through what's about to take place, let them see that. And that's exactly, amen, what Ezra's doing. God, we believe that you're enough. And we've spoken that openly. And now, Lord, amen, let them see that. Let it be a witness to them and use that to strengthen the testimony of your people before a lost world. So verses 21 and 22, right? We see they realize God is enough. When you realize God is enough, he will give us, when we trust that, he will give us the courage we need like he did them. He gave them the faith and the courage they needed to speak it openly, to step out and accomplish things we could not do in our own power. There's no way they could have done that in their own power. If they would have had to defend themselves, hey, that, that, that remnant probably couldn't have done it. They needed God to protect them. And so, amen, we need, we need God to give us the faith and the courage to step out and say, God, help us to accomplish something that there's no way we could accomplish it on our own. 
right? We probably could have been out there with hair dryers for two weeks, amen, and not done the parking lot. I keep bringing that up. Good example there, right? What did God tell Joshua in Joshua 9? He said, have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. Boy, God, God says that to us today. Be strong, of a good courage. Don't be afraid. I don't care what's going on out there. Be not afraid. Be thou, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is enough. And what? The Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Well, I bet they, if they were claiming any verses, I guarantee that's a verse, amen, that they claimed. So like Ezra, we should seek opportunities, again, to show the lost there is a clear distinction between the life we live, amen, between the life lived by a believer over the life lived by the unbeliever. Not just, not just in the way we dress or not just because they see us pull out of a, our driveway Sunday morning. Sure, they see those differences, but I mean distinct differences, powerful differences, amen, that only God could show, that only God could do, that required, amen, uh, 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 great, uh, uh, great faith, right? I, I, again, man, I think of all these, when I talk about this, story after story goes through my mind of how God showed that he was enough in so many different instances in my life. I'm sure, hopefully, story after story goes through your mind as you look back over your Christian life where God showed, amen, that he was enough and he was able and he did. That is what we want. Why? Because when we, when we boldly stand before a, a, a lost world and say, God is enough. And then we boldly, amen, move on that, amen, and show them that. Do you know what is exciting about that? Not just because our faith is increased, amen, not just because a great work is done, because at the end of the day, God gets the glory. That's the great thing. And that's what everything, and that's what we want. God, listen, the reason I want them to know that you're enough, Lord, the reason, amen, I want my testimony to be strengthened, the reason I want uh, to be of good courage and have great faith, Lord, is, is not just so they'll, they might look at me and ooh and ah, but Lord, that they might pass me, see you, and through that, it would bring honor and glory to the name of Jesus Christ. It would bring honor and glory, amen, to my God that loves me. He gets the glory. So it says here, notice verse 23. Uh, look, this is wonderful. It says, verse 21, he proclaimed a fast. The verse 23, so we fasted and we besought our God for this. 1 Timothy 2.8 says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere. I thought about this verse when I read that. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Did you ever think about that? You know, that makes me think, you know, wh when did we get the habit of closing our hands when we pray? You know, it says lifting up holy hands. You know, uh, I, I remember uh, 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 praying with people in different countries and, and we'd go like this when we go to pray and they'd go like this, right? Hey, listen, uh, wh what would you think if you went to hand somebody, if, if, I, if I said to you, hey, uh, will you hand me that over here? And then you go to reach it to him and I go, thanks. He's like, well, you know, didn't you just ask me to hand that to you? Well, yeah. Well, then how can you close your hands? That seemed funny, wouldn't it? I'm not saying that it matters how you pray, but you know what I'm saying. It's more important to have an open heart. But we ask God to give us things 
God, would you hand that to me? You know, if you think about it in that sense. But listen, it says, lifting up holy hands. God, I'm asking you to give me something, and I want you to know I'm ready to receive it. Lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Why? No doubting. Why, why is there no doubting? Because I believe God is enough. So I don't doubt. Listen, I believe God is enough. Look, I'm not nervous about it. I'm not shaking. I might in 20 years, but I'm not shaking right now. Amen. I'm not shaking. God is enough. I, so what, and then look at what he says here. Look how that verse ends. So we fasted and we besought God, right? We prayed our God for this. And look how that, and what? He was entreated of us. We entreated him and then he was entreated of us. You see, God, we bragged on you. God, we bragged on you. And you know what? By faith, we expect you to come through. There's nothing wrong with talking to God like that. He wants us to talk to him like that. That's being bold with the right spirit. God, we've been bragging on you. We've been telling them that our God is enough. We've been telling him, amen, that, that you'll watch over us, that you're going to take care of us, that you're going to take care of us. You're going to take care of our little ones. Lord, you're going to provide our substance. So, Lord, we've been bragging on you. And by faith, we expect you to come through. Like the psalmist, Ezra could say, I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. And then it says, and you know what? He was entreated for us. That word entreated there means this, consented to grant what was desired, right? He consented. He said, he said Lord, uh, we're, 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 we're seeking you that you would do this. And he, God, he, and they had that assurance in their heart, right? They, 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 it says he was entreated. They, I believe that means this. They had the answer before they left. He said, I'll do it. I'll do it. Boy, it's a wonderful thing. I, I don't know if you had that in your prayer life when, when God gives you that answer. Well, I think of uh, 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 sometimes when I prayed and God gave that assurance that that thing was done even before we stepped out. It was done before it was. And that's what he gave them. He, they, 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 they sought him and they prayed. And it says before they even left, he entreated us. I believe that he, they, he gave them that assurance in their heart. He consented. God said, basically, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And then let's finish up here with verses 31 and 32. Say this. Then we departed from the river of Ahava on the 12th day of the first month to go unto Jerusalem. So here we are. We've been praying. We, 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 we made the bold statement, and now we're moving out. And the hand of our God was upon us. And you know what? He did what he said. He delivered us from the enemy. And of such as lay wait by the way. Amen. Then the wonderful thing. Boy, that God will deliver you not only from the devil, amen, but he'll deliver you, amen, from all those uh, 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 pesky servants of his along the way. What a wonderful thing that is. And this says in verse 32, we came to Jerusalem. We came to Jerusalem. Mission accomplished. We told the king, our God is enough. Thank you for offering those soldiers, but our God is enough. We've prayed for him to watch over us. We've prayed for him to watch over our children. We've prayed for him to meet our need. Amen. And uh, we besought him. And now we, we moved out to Jerusalem. And guess what? <laughs> guess where we're at? We're in Jerusalem. Amen. God did it. God did it. At the end of this journey, isn't that a wonderful thing? We'll be able to say, boy, isn't that a wonderful thing that at the end of the journey, 
will be able to say, God is enough and God did it all. God is enough and God did it all. So people realize God is enough. Families, I'm sure all families have things they're dealing with. All families have needs. Realize God is enough. And church, we need to realize, amen, and reaffirm that God is enough. And boy, as God gives us opportunity uh, this week in VBS, say, Lord, increase my faith, amen, that you are still enough. Don't let me, nothing waver, nothing doubt in God. I want to believe in the depths of my soul still that you're enough. Doesn't matter what's happened. I still want to have that settled in my heart that you're enough. And then, Lord, as I have opportunity this week, whether it's a VBS or whether it's, you know, as I go about, boy, pay attention to people. Pay, I, hope, I hope when you walk around, I hope you pay attention to people. Well, I saw the saddest thing in Publix the other day. The other day. <laughs> it was Friday. Uh, my wife asked me to stop and get something. When I, and, and when I walk around, I, I, I watch people. And I saw this woman, and she just had the look of fear in her face. She just had the look of fear in her face. And I, I, I had to stop. It was hard for me to shop because I just, I was looking at that woman. And then I looked at the guy she was with. I could see him shaking his head. And I said, boy, something isn't right there. Fortunately, she, she, she had a baby in the cart. So I, I, I watched him. Then I saw her go over by the meat section and, and he walked down an aisle, right? And I, I went up to her. I said, I said ma'am, are you all right? And of course, she's fierce. She said, Yo, yeah, I'm all right, but I can tell you what. So I gave her a track with my number. And I said, I said, you need anything? I said, I said, you call me. And I, I said, it, 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 took the, it took the grace of God for me not to uh, start something right there in, 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 in Publix. And I, and I do it. I'm not tough, but I am crazy. Amen. I'm not tough, but I am crazy. I might not win, but I don't know I was there, amen. But, you know, but yeah, but I mean, you know, I just, it's, I said, it's just sad. You know, that, that whatever's, whatever's going on there, and, I'm, and I was praying, I said, oh, God, please, you know, step into that situation. I, was, boy, I said, boy, it'd be a wonderful thing to get a call from that and, and, and be able to, whatever that situation was. But man, pay attention to what's going on around you and, and be, be conscious. Oh, man, I look at that situation and say, oh, Lord, I want that lady to know that God is enough. God is enough. Boy, if, we, if, if, we get, if only one thing can stick in our heart this week as we go through VBS, as, as we go to work, Lord, increase my faith that you're enough. Give me opportunity to strengthen my testimony before those around me. And Lord, help me to convince somebody else through your word and through your spirit, those children as they come in or whoever I come past this week, amen, that you are enough. Let's pray.